Hi, and welcome to the Liberation Lab for Women in Business. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by my dear friend and co-host, Laura Shikuzman, an amazing psychotherapist who works with women entrepreneurs. Together in the Liberation Lab, we explore what it actually takes to create fulfillment, success, and freedom. Today is a juicy topic because I see a lot of women get stuck in their business or get to a point where they really need more support. The question is, how do you decide and discern what kind of support you need to get you to the next level in your business or to just get you unstuck? Will talking to a friend help or do you need an expert? Is it better to do an online course or a longer coaching program? If you've ever been burned by an expert or struggled to decide what kind of support you need, this is a great episode for you. If you're enjoying the show, we'd be so happy to have you review us on iTunes. You can also head over to theliberationlab.com to subscribe and access some amazing resources to help you feel more liberation. Okay, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Liberation Lab for Women in Business. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and I'm here with the lovely co-host, Laura Shuk-Guzman. Hey, Laura. Howdy, howdy. How's it going? It's going well, and I'm excited about our topic today, too. We have decided, that we I, I don't know if we've approached this topic specifically, but I think we've had threads of this. We, we wanted to talk today, you know, what happens when you feel like you're stuck or you need some support, and how do you choose the right person to support you. Can you do it on your own? Can you buy an online course to do it? Do you hire a business coach, a mentor, a marketer, a therapist? You know, I think that these are some of the questions that a lot of people get stuck in. And I think there's a lot of illusion out there and a lot of struggle in trying to figure out, you know, how do I get the right support? Yeah, I think this is a good question because, um, you know, you and I, even as we've gone through our journeys, we've had those conversations with each other about, you know, what is it that is suits where I am right now? Like, do I need just to talk to you and riff off of something and figure out like what's going on and talk to a good friend? Um, or is it time to really research and find someone who's an expert and maybe something you're about to scale? or something you're about to launch, or something you're about to build. And I think there's so much, um, there's so much online these days, like on the, even on my own Facebook page, when I go to just look at my own timeline, you know, I, they know that I'm an entrepreneur. So I'm hit up with, you know, a lot of different Facebook ads on coaching and marketing and um, online programs and such. And when do you even yeah. Like, how do you make sense of all the noise? Like, how do you know what's the right fit? And even if you do see one, like an ad that jumps out at you, do you buy right away? Like, how are you supposed to investigate or research the that person who's a stranger online who just happens to have a really great, compelling offer or beautiful logo that you're, you know, resonating with? Yeah. And I think we also have to look at, you know, a lot of people at this point have been burned, They've invested in people or invested in things that did not produce the return they wanted. And sometimes that's on the mentor or the market or the therapist. Sometimes that's on the person. So, you know, I think that that's also something to address. Like what happens when you have been burned and then there's more fear to invest in something even when you really need it. So I think that that's a good thing to kind of look at. And maybe we should sort of 
break this up into factors. So let's, let's maybe start with how do you know if you need someone or not? You know, can you do it on your own? Should you hire someone? So let's sort of start with that piece. What are your thoughts about that, Laura? That's a good question. Cause I think that sometimes we're premature to start searching for support when maybe we need to sit with what we already know mm. just a little bit longer. Um, so my thought would be checking in and asking yourself, is this something I'm completely new in? And if I went to a coach, what I have or a marketing expert or an ad person, would I actually know enough about my own self and my own business to be clear with them about what I want? You know, like I think that a lot of people, they are so confused about what they want or they feel kind of in over their head that they're quick to reach out to, to the experts. And I'm definitely in favor of that when you really find yourself in a pickle and you're like, I don't know what to do. But I think that there needs to be a bit more um, encouraging encouragement for entrepreneurs to trust themselves um, just a bit more with what it is that they're feeling, needing, thinking, wanting, because I've actually been in a situation where I prematurely, I think, moved into asking for support and found myself frustrated because I wasn't really ready to put that out there. I wasn't really ready for somebody else to get their hands in it and kind of ask me all these questions. I kind of felt protective of it because it was an idea that was still in gestation and I still needed to own it and understand more. And I know like you probably see that, Sonia, more than I do as far as business ideas. Like when do you really work it, work it and process it and put it out there and put it on the, the whiteboard or in like when do you sit more in reflection and meditation and just get more and more clear with what you're actually even wanting to birth into the world? Yeah, look, I think, I mean, I think you can talk about it kind of in terms of stages, right? Because we have to kind of look at two things. We have to look at your motivation and where you are with your motivation and then also where you're sitting and what stage you're in. Because the truth is, if you're super motivated to make things happen, if you're super motivated to get your business successful, then you will do better with somebody who's supporting you. Like you will go faster. See, this is the thing about, and we're talking now, we're not yet qualifying the right person versus the wrong person. So we'll do that in a minute. But, you know, if you find the right person who's qualified, who can really help you, they will accelerate you. I mean, I don't like being without a mentor ever. Like I find that in my business, my experiences, if I have a mentor, I am accelerating a lot more quickly in my business than if I don't. Now I have a big mission. I'm really clear about what that is. I'm clear about what I want to create. So for me, that makes sense. I think maybe if you're in a place where you aren't yet clear about what you really want to create, sometimes a coach or a mentor can help you clarify that. So that can be really good. But sometimes you need to, like you said, sit and sort of really feel into what is it I want to create? Am I really motivated for it? You know, what is that? Because I find too with my clients, if they're super motivated, they're going to get so many more results. But sometimes what happens is people aren't very motivated. This is sort of one of my qualifying things when I have calls with people. If they're kind of like, yeah, it'd be nice to have a business or it'd be nice to make some extra money, but they really don't want to put much time and effort into it. I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not a good fit for you. I don't think I can help you. And you probably shouldn't invest in anyone right now because that lack of motivation isn't going to produce very good results with someone. And so you don't want to invest in someone if you're not going to get a return out of it. So I yeah. think that's sort of one 
piece that you can clarify. Yeah. And that's a parallel with therapy as well, for yeah. sure. Just clients that come and show up in my office when they're really motivated and they're not there because somebody's been telling them they should go to therapy or just because it's the right thing to do when they're really there motivated, motivated to explore and self-examine and get support, then yes, they get so much more out of the therapeutic process as well. So I think that my little takeaway from what you just said is sometimes you need a little bit of that guidance for the discernment. If you're really motivated, you're feeling so motivated, you're just feeling a little lost and you need that extra guidance. If you're still kind of not maybe motivated or feeling a little on the fence, maybe it's time to sit longer with what is it that you really want Mm. before you invest in someone to actually craft, you know, help you craft that because that, that, a little bit getting ahead of yourself yeah. when you're not motivated. I agree. And so the motivation is key. And I just to also clarify, I think it's better if you're internally motivated. So see, a lot of people are externally motivated. So, you know, they are like this idea of something. They have a concept or an idea of something like, I want to make passive income and I want to make a million dollars. And, you know, there's like this external idea of it, but they haven't really clarified inside themselves their internal motivation. And then again, sometimes it's great to go to just a coach or a therapist or somebody who can, on a personal level, help you develop where your internal motivation is. But as far as like really investing in a good business coach, I think you already need to have that internal motivation because the internal motivation is really going to sustain you through the business process. Because as Laura and I talk about often, the business process, building a business is not easy no matter which stage you're in. If you don't have that sort of sustainability and that real internal motivation for passion, you're going to get burnt out quickly. You're going to give up. Like, you know, so it's really important that that piece I think is clarified before you invest in someone that you want a return on that investment in with a business. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so true. And something that you had said, um, actually, something you've said in past episodes has been connected to you know, this investing, being kind of this internal lotus of control, like being able to invest in ourselves in order to, I'm trying to think about how to articulate myself. The question is, so you're internally motivated and what if you pick the wrong person, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you're internally motivated. You've kind of got all the right um, ingredients, but then there's not a match. Like you're not discerning well enough with that the right support system Hmm. that you end up having a really negative experience that then leaves you feeling like, Oh no, it's me. And like, I'm not ready, but maybe it was just not really knowing like how to pick that person that really is going to accelerate you to the next levels. Like, how do you, you know, all the listeners, they're probably like, yeah, like how do I distinguish between all of these different people saying that they can do all these amazing things, Mm. you know? Yeah. And, and so one thing right off the bat, I would say is that you need to be able to interview anyone who you're considering working with. Like I interview every single client that is interested in my work because if I don't have the diagnosis of what they're actually sitting in, if I don't know I can help them, if they don't know I'm the right person to help them, it doesn't work. And I think that's a really good piece because there's a lot of people who are investing in online programs, expensive ones even, or they're doing things that they've, you know, sort of make these fast purchases. The problem is, is that, you know, you need someone to diagnose 
and someone who's honest enough to say, I'm not the person that you need, because that's, yeah. I say that to people a lot. I'm not the right person for you. The stage you're at is not what I'm genius at solving. You know, you need that kind of honesty and that kind of transparency and that kind of connection and actually like touch point. Mm-hmm. Because what I think is that a lot of people don't know what they need. And so yeah. what ends up happening is that, especially when you're in business, most everybody, of course, thinks this, I need marketing. I need more lead generation. But so many of the pieces in their business are broken. And so no more lead generation is going to help them. It's actually going to just break everything. They're going to be exhausted. Like there's all this inefficiency. They don't know how to manage their energy. So there's all these pieces that like need to be fixed before lead generation and marketing is going to help. But if you don't know that, if, you know, because of course you wouldn't, this is partly why we all seek out help and support. We don't know what we don't know. Yeah. And that's why you need to find someone who can help you diagnose. Yeah. This comes back to something I was talking about with you earlier before we jumped onto the podcast was in my own journey with finding support. It took a while to find, um, I mean, you were always someone, a friend who I could talk to about business that understood my practice as a therapist was different than um, other other wellness professionals that maybe didn't have the same confidentiality and the HIPAA, like the way we do testimonials is different. The way that we have to, who we can work with across state lines, you know, all those different things. So I know for me personally, I looked, began to look for a program that was a, a therapist that somebody who had been in my shoes, somebody who had been in private practice that knew what it was like to have to build a practice, but then had also gone into coaching because they had figured out like they knew some really practical things to help people with their business. So I think that it comes into how researching again, the person that you're interested in. So somebody comes across, um, across your email box and you're like, Hey, this person looks really cool. Like going in, looking at their LinkedIn, like looking at what kind of experience have they had, checking out their website, their social media profiles, Googling them. I mean, I'm kind of surprised sometimes how people don't do as much research Mm -hmm. on the people they're about to work. They'll just kind of take whatever ad popped in and they'll like look at their offer and they'll do one call with them and then decide to work with them. I mean, and I, I just think, I'm kind of a research consumer, I guess. I like Mm -hmm. to look at what I'm really purchasing. And so before I chose to work with my business coach, I did a lot of kind of peripheral work with her. Like I read some of her stuff. I got onto their website. I signed up for the newsletter to see what kind of content came into the newsletter. Like, is it relevant or not relevant? And when I'm hitting, when I'm getting a lot of things in the newsletter, then I'm like, oh, wow, that was helpful. That was helpful. I needed to know that. Oh, I didn't know that. And then I signed up for a short course that she had that was, you know, really affordable, right? So I kind of dated my business coach for some time to understand if she knew my niche, if she knew my industry. And then once I'd established that she did, there was credibility. Then I invested in more of like an in-depth program that was like a higher cost, you know, but I feel like a lot of people are not doing that level of research or they're also not looking at, does this person get my specific industry or maybe even my niche because more people are starting to niche out in their approaches. What do you think about that? Have you noticed? Yeah. Look, a couple of threads from that. So one is I think it, some of it comes down to the person that you are. Like, I love action takers. I love people who feel immediately a resonation with me and they act quickly. Like, they're just those type of of people. So sometimes Mm -hmm. they don't need as much 
research. Yeah. (laughs) Whereas other people, they need to really feel confident, especially if they've been burned, especially if they've been fooled before, you know, then, then there is definitely like more need to like look at someone and follow them. And a lot of times, like I'm not a sort of a one close kind of girl. Like I love sales and I love connecting with people and talking to people. I rarely close on my first call. And part of that is because I don't want a pressure oriented environment. If I feel they're right, I usually send them an email that says, hey, check out these podcasts, check out, you know, here's my TEDx talk, you know, here's a feel for who I am. And if it resonates with you, awesome. If not, no worries. You know, like there's, that's sort of the approach I have. So I do think some of it depends on the kind of person. Like some of us are just like, I'm a pretty quick decision maker. Like I feel a resonation and I make a decision. And sometimes that's, I get burned, right? That's a high risk kind of person. And a lot of times I do well. So I think, you know, it just depends on who you are as far as that goes. But what I would say is that it's super important to do your research, regardless, even if you're a quick decision maker, you still want to do your research. And here's why. I agree with you around the specific industry. Now, it doesn't have to be so specific. I think in your case, it's relevant, like somebody who really understands the the stuff of therapists, the compliance. There's other industries like doctors. There's other industries that I think are very compliant heavy, and it helps to have someone who understands that industry. Otherwise, on more broad categories, I'd probably strip it into like programs or or more like products versus service industry, because I think those are very different. So for instance, I never take anyone who's doing a product. And the reason why is because it takes a very specific kind of coach or very specific someone who understands products, manufacturing, like how best to get your margins down. Like that is a whole different reality. You're going to be focused on quantity, not necessarily quality leads. Whereas for high end service businesses, you know, we're looking at less leads, you know, you don't, it's not about getting quantity. It's really about getting quality leads. It's a, just a whole different ballpark. The structures yeah. are different. So I think in that case, it is important to separate by industry. You want to make sure that someone understands the road you're taking and they're at yeah. least a few steps ahead of you on that road. Yes, yes, absolutely. Which brings up the question, what do you do when someone who's been in business for six months or a year <laughs> hangs the shingle of mentor, I'm a business coach? And there, I think the biggest thing, I, or when I noticed this the most, you know, were you and I in the first couple of years of Soma Vita, like you don't understand business operations until you have a brick and mortar that's like beyond complex and in kind of your non-traditional because then you realize, whoa, there's all these different things. It it taught us so many amazing things, Mm. but people who've only worked on a business that less than a year and then also haven't even like had employees, haven't dealt with payroll, hasn't had um, like all the different nuances of operations when you've got a physical location versus just an online location. I don't know. I start to lose a little bit of faith in those people that haven't put in that sweat equity into building their own, you know, expertise. For sure. And in fact, for a business coach or business mentor, you know, as far as those areas go where they are actually helping you with their business. So this is not the same as if they're, they're doing a very specific marketing stream or they're doing like therapists for entrepreneurs, like what you're doing. And this is like people who are offering how to take your business to the next level. Like I do. I tell people never, ever select a business coach or mentor who hasn't been in business for at least five years. And the reason why is because 
you need that experience and sustainability level to understand because business goes in up and downs. And a lot of people have quick wins, but they can't sustain it past the one or two year mark. So, you know, even people who come in and they're like, I'm highly successful. I made 20K in 10 days. Let me show you how. Like my, my question for them is, let me see you in two years. Then we'll talk. We'll see where you are. And yeah. so I think, you know, that's a really important thing because if they haven't been through that, if they haven't had multiple businesses. So, and it's interesting because sometimes then I get people who are like, well, how do you start if you're mm-hmm. a business coach and I'm saying be in business for five years? Well, the way that I suggest to people they start, if they're interested in that, is they need to create another business of their own. So they've had actual business experience where it's not coaching and mentoring businesses or they need to have such a specific stream based on their expertise mm-hmm. that they're doing something they are experienced with, not just generally, you know, a business coach or generally a business strategist or helping you make 10K and whatever. Like, you know, all of that is a problem if you haven't had enough breadth and width in business to actually be able to see it from that high level viewpoint. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So true. And I think another important piece is when you do see someone like kind of another um, angle to this, when you see someone who has been in business for a long time and they're selling a particular formula, program or approach, it's also important to find out how relevant that approach is Mm. to the current market. Because then you have people that are like maybe very experienced and they had something that was just spot on years ago, but it's starting to lose its relevancy because our, you know, the market in every industry is constantly changing. Um, and people are looking, I mean, even you take psychotherapy for instance, you think about that being pretty consistent, but telemental health is a big, you know, it's on the rise, like how people are taking their practices online and what that means. So if therapist is somebody who's just told you how to build a brick and mortar and they haven't really kept up with how therapists are building those other options. And then, you know, they could be missing out on really something very important or teaching strategies that are no longer really effective with the current, yeah, ways of being. (laughs) Yes. And this unfortunately is part of why so many people are feeling burned right now. You know, is that people with things that worked two or three years ago and someone's like, I can show you how to get to a hundred K a month, or I can show you how to do this or whatever it is. Well, it's not working anymore because the way they did it two years ago is completely irrelevant, but they're teaching the same formula to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. So they're not only contributing to the flooding in the marketplace, they're contributing to actually ruining their entire system that they're teaching Because now everyone's doing it and everyone's sick of it and everyone's not fooled by it anymore. And it's a whole different reality. And this is part of the problem is that we've got to be innovative and new. We've got to constantly look at what's shifting and changing. And the best people will be doing that. Or they'll be doing things like what I do, which is teaching basics, right? Business basics. Because no one's doing business basics anymore. No one knows how to sell themselves. No one knows how to to really be confident in their sales process. No one's super clear in their target market. There's like, there's these sort of basic business skills that literally I did 20 years ago and I'm still doing today, right? They'll never, it'll never go out of style. It never, you know, relies on an algorithm. And it's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about sort of this basic business structure is because, you know, 
what is happening is that so many people are learning tactics. They're learning Facebook tactics. They're learning Instagram tactics. They're learning all these tactics. And they then, as soon as something changes, they're totally screwed. All the money they invested, everything they've tried, their entire funnel, all their income is gone in a flash. Instead of them having to rely on things that are basic, like if, yeah. if my clients struggle with money or some algorithm changes that was working for them, they'll just go out and network. They'll just go out and talk to people. They'll get on a Facebook right. group. They'll go into LinkedIn. Like yeah. they'll do the basics, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, and not that as you sustain your business, not that you don't need to try and scale in certain ways, but I always know that I can go back to the basics. I'll just go mm. back to sales if something doesn't yeah. work in my business. And so these are the things that I think not enough people are teaching and not enough people are talking about. Relying on someone who says, this is how I did it and I can help you do it. I would stay away from those people, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of on that note of bringing it back to basics, like just simple networking, it's also a great way of finding a mentor. Like go back to the basics of who is in your immediate environment. I mean, I know I'm in Austin, so it's full of creative entrepreneurs. So I have a lot of mentors that I can choose from and just within a 20 mile radius. It's pretty awesome. And not everyone is going to have that situation, but I would definitely invite people to just think who are the people that you have admired from afar? Like who is someone on your journey that you have seen do the work and you've always had some respect or admiration for them? Sometimes we're reaching out across the internet so often that we forget the treasures of people that are right in our backyard too, right? So remembering the value and that comes back to having those conversations in the coffee shop, like asking somebody, oh, well, they just did something really amazing. Oh, really? Did you work with someone you really loved? You know, how was that? You know, coming back to like finding support by looking around who's in your, um, what is that sphere of influence? Like who are you already connected to? Because I do know that, I love some of my just in-person local people that I can turn to when I need that mentorship, that support, or maybe even occasionally something more specific. And I think that's good. I think whether it's your local influence, like the people around you literally in the physical world, or whether it's people who are online, like what you're saying is your community has a lot of support. Like it's great to have recommendations, right? It's, we all feel better when we hear someone say, this person helped me so much. This person is amazing. You know, it's like, there's a, there's a quality to that. That's really helpful. And I think, you know, this is part of the thing is that you need to do the research. And the reason why is because when you look behind a lot of the businesses, when you look behind the hood of the businesses, I say, a lot of people are not doing as well as they're projecting. And so even if they've got testimonials that they crafted, there are few clients that succeeded. You know, even if they've got a million followers on Instagram, even it's like you look at their business model, you look at their, you know, the back end of their business and they're not making a lot of money and they're, and they, some of them don't even know what they're doing and some of them are following the formula. And I think this is the challenge, you know, because how do we really discern? You know, cause who can, who, it's so easy to write testimonials these days. Like you, a lot of people go to their clients and say, Hey, can I, can I just, you know, can you write me a testimonial? And they feel bad. Like they don't want to actually be like, no, your stuff was crap. And I don't really, yeah. you know, like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So the, there's this bit of a challenge with how do we kind of rip through the, 
illusion of it all and really get to the bottom of, you know, who is a good mentor and who's not a good mentor. And so like following people, looking at how they are on their Facebook wall, like what's the, what's the things they talk about? Does it resonate with you? Do their values resonate with you? Does their story resonate with you? You know, I think, and, and not just one ad, one Facebook ad you saw and then a landing page, but like if you go and follow them, you know, what did they say months ago? You know, did it resonate with you? If they've got a podcast, that's such a great thing, whether it's a podcast, videos, talks. See, now you're speaking my language. Yeah. I start, I'm like stalking, I cyber stalk my (laughs) potential mentors. Like, I'm going to listen to you on your podcast. I'm going to read your blogs, get your newsletter. But no, it's like, you want to see how um, consistent, authentic they are across the different communication channels. Is this person really showing up as themselves all the time? And if you feel a resonance with that person and then they're congruent and they're consistently showing up, then like, that's just a no brainer. Like that's how I decided on the person I'm working with right now. And I was just like, I feel comfortable with this person, no matter where they are, like they show up themselves constantly with the same, yeah, tone and, and ideas and yeah. So that congruency. I think that congruency is so important and something I talk about. I mean, like if you, people who know me, they're like, they in person as a coach on my podcast, I'm pretty much the same person. So it's like, you know, it's real. And people, some marketers want to come and change things. Like they want to change the podcast. They want to make it more relevant. And I'm like, no, no, this is, I want to just be myself. And that is my brand. And so I think, you know, that congruency is really important across the board what you can see often is that someone has a marketing persona and they've got a personal persona and there's this incongruency. And if you do enough research, you can find it, you know, and again, we're not all perfect. Like we're human. Like we all make mistakes. We've all been through challenges and triumphs. So you're not looking for someone who's got like this perfect, shiny. In fact, you're looking for someone who's a lot more real. (laughs) I want to see a few little cracks. Like that's human. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I think, you know, that, I think that, you know, research and that experience and, and also, like I said, you know, as we've kind of talked about really making sure that someone isn't just following a template. So I stay away now from, you know, and I've made huge mistakes. I've been burned like I've, cause I'm a risk taker. Sometimes I jump the gun, you know, so I've been there, but you know, that the whole thing of like, I'm going to teach you what we did, you know, like the, it's just, it's old and overused and it doesn't necessarily work. I mean, and I've seen this like time and time again, some of the most successful coaches, marketers, mentors, you know, there are the people who are just literally running a formula. Yeah. Well, and also when they have a lot of big promises, instead of just taking that for truth, just questioning, oh, well, can you give me some examples of how that's happened? You know, um, are there some clients that can speak to that? I mean, because I just feel like there's a lot of, you can say anything. Like I can take you to a million dollars in six months, but how do you know that that's true? And for me, it's like when people don't talk to me about so much um, the dollars I'm going to make, but if it's a coach that speaks to the quality of life Mm. that is going to (laughs) improve, like how, you know, they're getting out, what do you want to experience? What do you want to create? How is this going to vent? You know, we're going to talk about profit. If they're not talking to me about profit, that's a red flag too. But you know, that there's a balance in, in how they're looking at my business. Um, yeah. And I do get like really kind of that big red flag when people are constantly trying to distract 
tasked me with how much money they're going to make me. And then I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes. yes. And like, it's, it's funny because I often have a lot of criticism sometimes for marketers, right? For people that I'm, are even mentors because I don't, I won't use the money. Like I don't use the numbers. I don't, you know, even my testimonials are not about the numbers. Like it's not, and yes, a lot of my clients have tripled their incomes, quadrupled their incomes, whatever. But I always find it, those kind of promises, they feel yucky to me. They're not the most important thing because I really want my clients to be balanced and stabilized and have a sustainable business. And sometimes that takes a lot longer than my program. And I'm really honest with people, depending on where you're at, depending on what part of the sequence you're at, if you've got no business skills, well, you're not going to be making a million dollars in three months. That's impossible. Yeah. Like, you know, but you will be really stabilized. You will have a program that you can build on. And I think yeah. that these are the promises that a lot of people are making all the stuff about money, but it, it's like, there's no guarantees. And some people come to me and they're like, well, do you make a guarantee? And I'm like, hell no, I don't make a guarantee. Yeah. I don't know what you're going to do. I can guarantee you what I'm going to give to this process. Yeah. I can tell you that my program works, but mm-hmm. you know, what are you going to bring to it? I don't know what yeah. your mindset's going to do. I don't know what your your, um, you know, body is going to do. I don't know how much investment you're going to be willing to put in. Like there's a whole thing. Like I'm not running your business for you. I'm your yeah. guide. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, and part of this is because the marketers are out there creating all these promises, knowing that most people, even if they don't get the results, they're not going to ask for the money back. Right. Especially yeah. women. Yeah. Yeah, there you're hitting on something. <laughs> a whole nother note. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, gosh, this is this is so important that we're talking about it because the, bringing it back to that, you know, there's too many women. I, I feel protective of too. too many of us that are really blindly trusting. And there's a difference of listening to your intuition, being discerning and trusting, you know, it's like, yes, some of us get, we get that intuitive hit and we say this person, I could trust them. I want to work with them. And then there's other of us, I think that are just, that's clouded because we are feeling a sense of desperation. We're feeling some sort of not trusting ourselves. We're filling in over our head. And I think that's where we start to choose to be with the coaches that are not really, don't really have our interest, you know, in the yes. forefront, like that they're more about their program and, and how we're going to be a reflection of them. And I really want a coach that's so confident in who they are and what they're doing that they're all in for me. They're all in to really support me. And it's not about like how good they're going to look. Um, mm-hmm. and well, that's and I- an interesting Yeah. I was just going to say, and I think this comes really down to sort of this, what I feel, and I'm also very protective. There's a vulnerability that a lot of people have. So you take a lot of women who have been in business for a while. A lot of them are sort of at that point where like, do I stay or do I quit? Right. You know, or they've just taxed, they spent so much money they haven't gotten return on, or their husbands are ready to divorce them. Or, you know, they're feeling like they're like actually you know, deva- like devaluing their family because they've spent so much time working on their business. They're at this very vulnerable place. And I feel like a lot of these people, you know, the marketers, the business coaches, the people who don't actually have a lot of experience, they're preying on that vulnerability because mm-hmm. they can convince you, they can push you over the edge. And, and the thing is, is that, you know, this is the challenging part. And so maybe if you're at a point where you feel extremely vulnerable, that's not the best place to yeah. decide or take action on. 
Like, you know, unless you're really clear about what you need and you really feel like someone resonates with you, like, you know, you know, you trust them, you feel it, you know, on a very strong level, you know, vulnerability is not the best place to make a decision from because I've done that a million times as well. Like I feel vulnerable. I feel like I, you know, want to take something to the next step. I feel a little bit desperate. You know, I really, really want something like I've been there. And then when I tend to choose from that place, I follow more the promises. I'm convinced more by the sales techniques, you know, and I'm not really strong inside myself. Yeah. This totally reminds me of dating. (laughs) Yeah. 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 You can date when you're vulnerable either. (laughs) Right. Because like when you start feeling really desperate, you're like not in your own power. You're feeling a little bit vulnerable, not clear. And then there's like really um, charismatic person comes along. Like you want to just kind of let go of your red flags and, and believe kind of latch on to whatever it is that they're promising. So if you find yourself feeling really vulnerable, it's, it, that's time. That's a good time to bring in the people that you already trust. That's where, do you have like a little, you know, like a board, like a, an advisory board, even if it's mm-hmm. just all the women you get together with and t- chat about your ideas and, you know, um, close friends or some peers, some cohorts, you know, maybe taking it to a place where you already have a trusted alliance or group of people that can help you talk through some things. Then before you really invest, I think that's the thing too, is that there's lots of ways that you can get support. We've talked about different support systems throughout this podcast, ways you can be supported by friends and family, the way you can be supported by a community of um, colleagues in your industry and networks. But, um, when you're going to invest in help, whether it's therapeutic help, um, a business coach, an expert, an expert, a mentor taking time with that decision, just like any big decision, you're going to trust this person and it's okay to ask for a consultation or an interview, or it's okay to take your time. Maybe that's the, the takeaway that I would like to to leave. And I know I can overanalyze. I'm definitely guilty of analysis paralysis. So Sonny and I are really good bookends for this. She'll be like, trusting my gut. And I'm like, my gut says something, but let me, <laughs> let me just, let me just sit and think and analyze around that. Cause that's the Virgo with me. I just can't help it. Um, but you know, it's like being able to really know this is a big decision. It's not something that you have to rush into. It took me probably over a year before I really decided and invested in the person that I'm working with right now. But I feel really good that I took that time and it didn't mean that I was without support prior to working with this business coach. I was working with a mastermind. I was working with like, um, friends, like, you, Sonia, and different people telling you guys what I'm needing and wanting. So there's different levels of support. And then when you're ready to invest in a professional to really help you get clear, just being really gentle with yourself and checking in and seeing if you're getting that green light from your gut. That's like, this is, this is a go, like I can do this. And if it's not letting that person know as soon as possible that this is not feeling like it's resonating. And I think that women, sometimes we're afraid to disappoint our coaches. Like we're afraid if we've invested in something to actually admit that we're not happy. We don't want to disappoint them, you know, in a way. It's such an interesting, cause it's really, it's such a fine line. Like, you yeah. know, to some degree, because sometimes we are getting in our own way, you know, like we are <laughs> hitting a mindset issue 
And, and so it's like, and we just want to reject it. And so then we want to reject the coach. So there's always this place of like, you know, where people fire their therapist around the time that you just like uncover like the most important thing. They're like, I'm out of here. This isn't working. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like, I think that's the challenge as well, because we do have to check ourselves. We do have to to ask ourselves. I mean, I'm always doing that. Like, you know, if I'm unhappy with a mentor, I'm happy with something. I have to look and stop and say, is this just me resisting what's going on? Like, and so then I have to do the self-development work to make sure because I've got blind spots. I hit mindset issues. We all do. And some yeah. of my clients hit that and I have to go in and sometimes go in, you know, really directly and say, you know, this is what I'm feeling. And I know that, you know, this is where you're at. And other clients come to me and they're like, you know, this is what, this is where I'm at. And I'm like, yeah, I can feel that. It. It's great. You know, I, I totally get it. And so I think, you know, there's this, it's, it's sort of this fine line where we have to question ourselves is am I just hitting resistance am I afraid to go through or Mm -hmm. is there a relevant and real reason that I'm stopping and I think you know just to circle back around really quick I think one of the things is when do we know it's time to engage someone and when do we not because one of the things that I'm sort of um, an advocate against is going for sort of small and cheap programs. Like I know, and I'm not, you know, a lot of people do this where they'll go and they'll be like, oh, let's, let's go for like a baby program they have. And then I'll eventually invest in upper program. Well, I'm against baby programs in general. So for me, I wouldn't pick anyone who had a baby program. Like, you know, and I don't offer a baby program and none of my clients will offer a baby program or I won't take them. So it's like, you know, there is this piece of like sometimes, you, you have to recognize that some of the best mentors and coaches, they're not going to offer an online program. They're not going to, because they know it has no impact because they know it's not going to make a real difference and they're not going to waste and spend their time doing it, but they will all have calls. The best mm-hmm. coaches and mentors in, in, I'm sure therapists as well, they have a discovery call. They have a yeah. free call where you can get to know them. Uh-huh. And so, you know, if there's not that process, then it's probably not someone that's that great or it's not someone that you necessarily want to get to know. So I don't know. It's this, I think it's this, you know, fine line. So what I was going to say is when you're at a place where you feel really stuck, because if you're moving pretty well, then there's a lot of free resources and there's a lot of, you know, you can use your group and a mastermind you might be in. I think if you're moving really well, you can get sort of that lower end support, that free support, your family, different people. But if you're really stuck if you're really not moving forward, it can be limiting to go for lower end, you know, courses and things, free resources and tools, because again, they'll be lower end or your mentorship, like the people you're around, because if those people you're around aren't succeeding past Mm -hmm. the point that you are, they're going to hold you back. So, you know, I think one of sort of the triggers of do you need to hire someone is, are you surrounded by people who are already farther than you are? Or are you surrounded by people who are just kind of in the same place and you all are kind of keeping each other stuck? Are you progressing? And so, you know, you might be progressing slower than you want, but you are progressing. Or are you really stuck? Yeah. Yeah. And I love, I mean, if you are so great, Sonia, about recognizing with your client clients when it is a chance, when it is an opportunity, um, to step outside of coaching and do therapy when it's an emotional issue that's really, really sticking, you know, and that's what 
I love about, I know when it's time to refer my clients to coaching because there's parts of that that I'm not going to step into. Like my coaching hat is still very therapeutic when I move into coaching. It's like, okay, well, it's like emotional coaching, but you know, in psychotherapeutic work is a bit more, it's analysis, it's deeper. It's more, um, if somebody needs a diagnosis or if they need, um, guidance around, you know, how to navigate, um, their mental health. And yeah, I think that recognizing what type of support you need, And so if you're working with someone who's not a team player, if they're a coach that thinks they're going to be all things to you, that's also a red flag. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. And that's that's the thing. The difference is knowing your lane. You want to choose someone like you, Laura, or like me who knows their lane. Like I can't offer you everything. For instance, I don't focus on high leads. Like if you want hundreds of leads a month, I'm not your coach. I can't help you. And I won't, you know? And so I think, and same with, you know, uh, therapy, like I don't do therapy. And so when I have people, sometimes I work in conjunction with therapists or I send my clients to Laura. But I think the thing is, is that we've got to know our lane. And if someone is trying to be all things to all people, they don't know their lane. Yeah. I would absolutely stay away from them. They're not going to be specific enough to what you need. They're not going to be experienced enough in your specific problem solution, what you need, who you are, what you're sitting Mm -hmm. in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad that we dove into this topic because I think that there's a lot out there about the importance of asking for help Mm -hmm. and, Yet we don't talk a lot about how do you discern what type of help you need. And, you know, just listening to your recommendations of people getting a lot more clear on are they are they motivated and Mm -hmm. where's that motivation coming from? And like knowing that you need to do a little bit of research and seeing if this person is really in is relevant and current to what you're doing. And do you have that gut feeling like Mm -hmm. I really resonate and getting that congruency. So there are a lot more ways that we know we can feel confident in that decision. And if you're feeling too vulnerable and overwhelmed with all the choices, it's best just to pull back and breathe and get more clear and just wait for a little bit. You don't have to make that decision in that moment if you're not feeling, if you're just feeling too much of that pressure or that vulnerability, it's just not a good time to really push that button and say, yes, I just signed up for a year yeah. to work with this person. And I'm not really quite sure what I... <laughs> yes, totally. And and along those lines, I would also say, if you're feeling vulnerable, overwhelmed, or stuck, don't ask a Facebook group what you need to do. Like I see this constantly, right? And it's like, you're going to have 5 million people, half or, or more who are unqualified, giving you their answer of what you need to do. And what I find is people just end up being overwhelmed. They follow bad advice. You know, like there's nothing more that drives me crazy than some of the things uh, that happen in Facebook groups or on Facebook where everyone is just throwing advice at you. And some of it, I'm just like, that is bad advice. Do not follow that. (laughs) Like, you know, so I think, you know, when you're feeling vulnerable and overwhelmed, protect yourself. Like, don't put put yourself out there in this place. I mean, Facebook groups and Facebook and things like that, they're really good for tactical stuff. If you are like, I know I need to do this. How do you do this one thing on Facebook, right? You know, very specific. 
they can be great for that, right? You don't, or Google can be great for that. But yeah. if you're feeling overwhelmed and vulnerable, or you're feeling stuck in your business and you don't know whether to go on or not, find someone who can really support you with that. Don't put it on a Facebook group because everyone is going to have an idea about their experience and what they've done, even if they have no track record of being yeah. able to help you. I mean, so many people I see touting how much they could help you in business and they literally have not even had a client yet. And I know yes. this because I know them. <laughs> it's like, yes. And just to point out, psychologically, most of us, what's happening when we ask those questions is yeah. we're just looking for some other people to validate what we're already going to do. Yeah. What we're thinking. So when you get those overwhelmed, like 500 responses, yes. you're like, ooh, look, those two agree with me. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> validated <laughs> yeah so sometimes it's yeah we, we're all kind of a little confused when we're sourcing support from from mass yeah social media but I yes I'm so grateful for just the people in my life that I can go to and so it's just thinking who are those trusted advisors for you like I can name a handful of people that when I really need um, which includes Sonia when I really need truth and I really need honest feedback, you know, it's like finding those people. And cause those could be the people you even go to and say, Hey, I'm considering this person, this person, and this person, I'd like to work with them. Um, and those close advisors, your friends might be able to just pose some questions back to you to help you get more clear about what do you really like about those individuals and, yeah. you know, so it's Activate great to have that. But I think one of the pieces around that too, is make sure it's somebody who actually, is neutrally and objectively caring for you. Because yeah. I think what can happen is sometimes say we go to our partners who are, are maybe they're in judgment or maybe they just think we're going to fail no matter what. You know, like I know a lot of my clients experience that. Going to yeah. them to ask their advice is not ideal because they're not going to hold that care. They're not objective enough to give yeah. you the true advice. They're going to give you either the least risk or they're going to give you the thing that they think you should just quit or they're going yeah. to put their own biases in. So, you know, I think, I mean, I think there's a lot of threads we could pull from this today because, you know, we're talking about and where do you need to be in yourself to choose the right person to support you? And then what are some of the things you can do around researching and looking to make sure you've got the right fit? And who can you sort of surround yourself with? What's the kind of environment that you can surround yourself with to really sort of provide you with some trusted examples? A lot of us don't have necessarily a huge amount of group you know, are in the environment that will take us to the next level, we tend to attract or create an environment that is more like where we are now. And that's great because what they can do is be supportive. They can help us reflect things, especially if they're pushing us on an emotional level. Like I know Laura and I have always kind of pushed each other on an emotional level to really reflect where we're at. And is this a blind spot? And are we hitting a resistance? And so those kind of people are really great. But you also want to put yourself in an environment that is really pushing you forward. That's really positive. So it's kind of, you know, checking that just to make sure, you know, who are you listening to? You have to listen to yourself and your gut. And it's also great to have advisors. Yeah. Love it. Um, well, it's a good discussion. I think we could do probably do a part two because there's probably a lot of this that, that we could pull out. But thank you all for joining us this week and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. To get some great resources and listen to all of our episodes, visit theliberationlab.com. We want to help other women get the support they need to create more real success and freedom. 
you're enjoying the show and want to support our mission, you can write a review on iTunes or share it with your friends. A huge thank you to all of you who've commented, emailed us, and reviewed our show. We are so appreciative of your support. See you next week.